Welcome to the Kwekua Hinijin Audio Library. Kwekua Hinijin is an African evangelist, prophet, pastor, and teacher of the Word of God. His aim is to reach all the lost souls in the world, no matter the cost. Join us as we listen to our prophet today as he preaches one of his messages from the Love Arena Church, Accra, Ghana. Father, thank you for the opportunity to be here at this moment in time. We honor you, we glorify your name, we give you all the glory and all the praise. Your name is great and greatly to be praised. There's none like you and there's none compared to you. Take all the glory, take all the honor, take all the praise. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, we pray. Amen. All right, God bless you. You may be seated wherever you are. And um, we are going to begin to share very shortly. So, um, at this moment in time, firstly, I want to welcome you to the all-new Prophetic Encounter Service. It's indeed a wonderful time to be here, and I'm very excited to be in the presence of the Lord. And I've told you that always when we are meeting for uh, meetings like this, there are always prophetic words that come out of these meetings, because it comes from the name. Actually, when we meet, it actually depicts, or it comes from the name. While we are meeting, hallelujah. So we are here for a Sunday service. It's a prophetic encounter service. Some people are already saying it's too long. Some are also saying that there's length in it. There's supposed to be length in it. When you go to church, you go, you go, you go to the pastor and tell the pastor that the service is too long. At times, most people, listen, most of the churches that are out there, especially the um, uh, Saturday churches, when they go, you know what they do? They spend the whole day in church. That is one thing I like about them. It's somewhat of their doctrines that I don't like. Do you get it? But if it's one thing that I I will select out of anything for them, it is basically the fact of the matter that it is basically the fact of the matter that I'm uh, they stay in church all day. Hallelujah. So it's a great blessing to serve the Lord. Anyways, so welcome to service. You may be seated wherever you are. Alright, so at this moment in time, I'm going to be sharing with you. Now, before I go on, um, I just want to share with you something about the adults church that happened this morning. So, you see, um, for some few days now, in fact, it started... I think around yesterday. Yesterday we had, um, you know, the praise nights. During the praise night, you realize that. Let um, concentration be here. During the praise night, you realize that um, there, there were a few internet tra- uh, transmission errors. Now, uh, usually that is not common with us. Nowadays, it's not really common. But yesterday, for some reason, the perfection dropped. So we went or we came to Alo's church, expecting that oh. During midnight, it should be far better, or you know, the network should be at one place. But at the end of the day, um, it just started messing up. So when we were done with the prayers and we were coming to share the word of God with you, what really happened was that we were going to um, share the word of God with you. So at that very moment, the network started jumping. In fact, it started jumping when we took the first song. That was, um, let me stand before you, Jesus. There was 
a lot of them that was we were supposed to take. So we took the first one, but the network was still going up and down. So I we decided to take a break, and I said, okay, then if so, then let us end the stream. So that is what led to us a long stream this morning. I think this morning when we woke up, it was like nine hours on the pitch. We left the thing running like we didn't end it. We forgot. I just I just left there and I said, okay, then let's end the stream. If the network is stable, then we come back again. At the end of the day, we, we ended up not ending it. Praise the Lord. So that is what happened. It's not like um, it didn't happen. It did. But because the network was in, we cut the video off. So it's not available on any of our platforms today. It's not available on any of our platforms. So till next Friday, we are going to be meeting again. So next Friday, we'll meet for Alos prayer meeting, then Alos church. So meaning, if we are meant to end season 7 next month, we'll have two more episodes than the one we are meant to have before we end it, because we've missed one. So it's either we do two Alos prayer meetings or two Alos church services in one day, or in two days. If it's two Alos prayer meetings, we can do Tuesday, Friday, and then Sunday. So maybe the last week in the season 7, that's all. Praise the Lord. So that is what happened. I just want to, to clear the air on that. And I believe that you'll be blessed in Jesus' name. Amen. So it's time for you to listen to the word of God. It's always a blessing to come into the presence of the Lord and to listen to his word. And to listen to what he has to say to you. Because it's always important to know your will and the destiny that God has for you. Hallelujah. And in this prophetic meeting, I believe that you are going to receive something great in Jesus' name. Amen. Alright. So, I think this would be a good time to share with you concerning the Christian mission. So, I think I'll continue the Christian mission here. Next time, I'll find another message for Adoshia. So, it's still the same message, but I'm continuing on it. Matthew chapter 28, the verse number 19, is our theme scripture. Let's read it. And this is a theme scripture at the Love Arena Church. So if you are here and you are part of the Love Arena Church, take him whatever, this should be at the back of your head. It's, it's at the back of every member's head. So this should be at the back of your head whenever we are. When we mention Matthew 28 in the verse number 19, that is basically what we are about. Praise God. So that is one thing you should always remember. Matthew 28 at the verse number 19. It says, Go ye therefore and teach all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Did you get that? So it says, Go ye therefore and teach all nations. Let's read a few scriptures ahead. Today, I had a more broad revelation on it by listening to a message. Do you get it? So we are going to go into it more. Let's go to um, Matthew 28 and the verse number 18. Just the verse before this verse. It says, And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and earth. So, after he said that, then what else did he say? That was the next verse. That is the theme scripture or the theme for our church. Usually that states that we should go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. So, he is saying that, Based on what he said, as in, based on the fact that all power has been given unto him in heaven and earth. He is just trying to tell us that 
based on what he said, based on that power that he has, because we are of him and we are now taking his flesh and eating his blood through the communion, now we should go therefore and teach nations about these things. All the things that he taught in his duration in the world, all the things that he taught us about, we should go and teach them. Let's go and enlighten them about it. That is what it actually means. So it doesn't mean that, oh, we should um, just go and evangelize or preach. No, he's saying based on the power that he gives to you, go and preach. That is the Christian mission. And I stopped last week at the Alosh Church at evangelism. The key to evangelism or the key to winning a soul or a permanent soul in church. I was watching a message the other day of one of the um, lighthouse pastors. Despite the fact that I don't preach there anymore, I'm still there and I'm listening to most of the messages. So they had a, a I think, was it a conference or a camp, something. They were having a camp and then there was a tech team person at the back. So let's say that if this, I, I think I told you I lose change. If this is the stage, the person is like on top here videoing the audience down there. So he was going and then he started preaching and he was like, and don't even think or don't think for a second that the tempting people just because they are moving the cameras around and they are making things happen, they want to the church. Do you get it? So when that happened, then he now called one person at the back of the camera and he said, Hey, you come. <laughs> he just called the person down. So the person wanted to rotate the camera to face you know the direction that they were going to and he says ah leave the camera now he said come so the guy went and then the pastor asked him a very very cautious question which was tell it all the way which was um the question of how uh, since you came into this church how many souls have you won or who is here in this current meeting because of and he said, have you, the first question was that, have you won a soul before? He said, yes. And he said, okay, but is the soul in this meeting? Or, like, have you brought a soul to church before? He said, yes. And the pastor asked him again, but ha- is the soul in this current meeting that we are having? And he said, no. Then he says, the meaning that you've not won a soul. You see, there are two, uh, there are two phases to this thing that we can take. First of all, we church workers. They are very, very important people. Church workers are very important people. Church workers, in fact, are the people that make things happen. Are you conscious of that? They are the people that actually make things to happen. They are the people that make things to happen. So the tech team and everything like that, they are the ones making this happen. Was I moving like this in 2022? No. But glory to God, we found someone dedicated to doing it. So they are making it happen. So in their way, as they are seeing all these things that are being done, it's like behind the scenes, they are actually winning souls to the church. Do you, do you get what I'm saying? Because if he's doing the work well and he's pushing the thing left, right, the, the scriptures are displayed, everything is coming on screen and every, all of those things, you are winning more souls to the church. Because if somebody is sitting at a park and they are interested in those media stuff, don't you think they'll come? They'll come. So many that you've wanted to go into the church, they become a permanent member. So when they ask them that where do you go to church, they mention the name of the church that they are going to. So that's another thing. With evangelism, everybody is included. Everybody is part. 
despite the fact that you are not a pastor, you are not an evangelist, you are a prophet. You are even more than all those people. Because every day, when we open our mouths, eh, we prophesy. Every day, when we open our mouths, we, pro- we prophesy. You are laughing. <laughs> every day, when we open our mouths, we prophesy. So, it's something that we, we do naturally. We, in fact, we do it without seeing it. Praise the Lord. So, with evangelism, I, I stopped last week. I'm going to recap. And I said, I stopped last week at the fact where when you are going on evangelism, go on evangelism for the right reasons. I said that. So, if you did not join Alo's church, go and listen to the message. I didn't say go and listen to the full meeting. No. I said go and listen to the message. It's uploaded. The Christian Mission, part one. Praise the Lord. And I spoke to you that if you want to really win a soul in church, one of the main things that I have to let you know, or one of the things that I think you should be interested in more, is not the fact that they are adding up as a number into your church. But you should be interested in the fact that they are personal or they are invested souls in the church, or in the kingdom of God, or in the work of God. Even if they are not doing anything in the church, one thing is that they have to always be in church. If they are not even working inside the church, one thing is that they have to always work in the church. They, are, they have to be always present. When pastor calls to a meeting, you are always there. Okay, so that is it. With soul winning, that is how it works. It works in such a way that you have to actually be interested not in the fact that the person is adding up as a number in the church but in the fact that the person is always in church and is present doing something for the Lord. Yeah. So that is evangelism. That is so winning. You are winning souls in that manner. Or for that matter, you are winning souls. So everybody has a part to play. The tech team, they do a very wonderful job. Think the editing it comes from where they end. They take their time, they bring ideas, and I implement them. And I help them to implement, and we do many other things to just make this thing look nice. And if you know how far our online ministry has gone, you will know the importance of the tech team and all the other people associated helping this ministry. Or bringing this ministry to where it is today. Oh, yes. And these are people. You see, sections of the church like this, that is where people's interest go. Because it's like, it's a public thing. Everybody is seeing it. So if you are standing on your platform of cameras, maybe, you see, when you go to the big churches, you see two cameras. There's one for the pastor, like close up, like the one you are seeing on screen. And then there's the one for the general speech. Before you see one at the back somewhere displaying the uh, members, before you see one at the back on the uh, sorry, one at the back of the pastor displaying the audience and uh, the drones flying around. So it's a public thing. People are seeing it. So it attracts people to the ministry. So when it attracts them to the ministry, what does it do? You are calling them to that section of the ministry. So you are not only winning a soul in the ministry, but you are also winning them into a department in the ministry. Therefore, investing them and putting them in the right place where they are meant to be. Because that is is maybe the will of the Lord for them. So that is God. 
Oh, that is evangelism. So don't be interested in the numbers, but be interested in the fact that are they really being saved or are they permanent members? When you go for outreach, that should be one thing at the back of your mind. That should be one thing at the back of your mind that, listen, am I winning a soul that one day when I ask the soul or when pastor calls the soul forward to church to ask, where do you church? Or when pastor calls this, uh, the member or the soul that I want or called into church or called to visit church and ask the soul that am I or are you a member here? They can say yes. And if somebody should ask them out of the church, they will have the confidence to say, yes, I'm a member of um, this church. Have you worn souls like that before? That when they are fully in the church, when they go out, they say that here is where I church. That's how you should wear souls. You shouldn't wear souls because pastor said that service number needs to increase. You shouldn't wear souls because pastor said that this time we are hitting outside. So everybody is going to win 2,005 souls. In other words, they are just calling for publicity. If they are not interested in what they are doing, they are just numbers. And numbers is not what we need. We need the people, we need the souls into the, the kingdom of God. We don't need the numbers. Numbers near the end. It's not we, we don't need them. We need the people in the church. We need the people in the church. We need the people in the church, not the numbers. Anyways, so we are moving on with the topic of the Christian mission. Another thing with the Christian mission is that with the Christian mission, it, it comes to the point of the matter that every Christian is meant to do it. Last week, I made you understand the fact of the missionary who is somebody who goes from his or her country or steps out of his or her comfort zone to go and preach the way to people. And there are a lot of people like that. When you go to certain churches, there are so many missionaries around. Some of them, they leave Ghana and they go not even to another region of their country, but they go all the way far away. They, they pay for their flight, they pay for where they are going to stay. They stay there, they go and build a church, they grow there, and then they build permanent souls. So you see the Christian mission, this type of thing, or this outreach of soul winning that I'm saying, is not just like, do it in your country. You have to be a missionary. A person with a mission. When you're a Christian, these things are just common to you. You have to learn how to do them. You see, you see your concentration is not it. It is well. Praise God. <laughs> oh, it's a wonderful time in the kingdom of God. Anyways, so as I was saying, <laughs> hold on. So as I was saying, or as I was describing to you, <laughs> oh God, it is well though. This is what I was saying just now. You are creating on the mission. You rest yourself. 
Hallelujah. So, with things like this, one of or one of the most important things that you need to note is the fact or the matter that with Christians, you always have to be doing something. You can't be in a single place and say that I'm winning souls here. This is my zone. They will finish. Do, do you realize that they, they can finish there? And then you need to move to another zone. So make sure that you are in so many places at the same time. Not doing anything, but winning souls. Going out to win souls. Going out to look for people to come to church. This place, I told you that this church, if there was, in fact, now, now we are coming to prepare in person. Now, if there's in-person, we have to find people, like invested people. So this is what we are going to do. That's how we are going to grow the church. Because if we don't do that, we will continue being like this till the kingdom come and that will be done on it. That's just never. So when we are, I'm doing this, it, this is how we are going to build the church. So if you are one of those people or you fit in the description that I'm about to give, then listen. Listen, I'm looking for people who are going to be invested soul winners and permanent church members. They are invested soul winners and permanent church members. That's the type of people I'm looking for. I'm not looking for members who I will ask to go and do evangelism. No, 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 no. I'm looking for people dedicated soul winning. Like soul winning is a department in the ministry. The same way we have technical team, we have protocol, we have um, the cleaning, we have the dancing stars, we have the singing stars, we have the power, we have this, we have that. That is the, that's what I want to initiate in the church. Permanent soul witness. Those who are interested in souls. Because it's everyone in their destiny. And Sunobia India of sorry name. Yes, everyone and their destiny, everyone and what they want to do in the church, everyone and what God wants to, uh, God uses them to do what they want to do. It's, it's every, every, everyone is different. Everyone is different. For that, for that matter, yes, everybody is different. Everybody is different. Everybody is different. Hallelujah. So at times, you can, for example, um look for people like that you can look for souls they will come to church and they'll stay in the church but one thing that i think you should never do if you are going to embark on such a mission is that don't ask the person who you brought into church to go and win souls until they are convicted to do so because some may hear this message and they'll be convicted to go and win souls, but in another way. Do you, do you get what I'm saying? Everyone has their way of winning souls. So number one, every, everyone has their way of evangelism or winning souls. If you have your pen, your notes, write them down. Everyone has a way of winning souls in church. Let your focus be here. Everyone has a way or a mode of evangelism. So somebody may hear this message. If they like singing, like me, I like singing. Let's say if they like singing, what they can do is that they will go evangelize but by singing. So they can go into a certain area and start a musical concert 
and say that, oh, okay, this is what I want to do. I'm going to sing some of the songs from the Love Arena Music Collection and then we are going to um, minister it to other people so that they listen to the words. They set up projectors, lighting, they do all these things. They are dragging souls. As well, with our soul. Hallelujah. It is well with our soul. Amen. <laughs> so, let's move on to um, a latter part of the thing. Alright, so I'm moving on. I've, 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 just, I've just recapped. I'm now about to start. I'm now about to start talking. I've not started, but I'm now coming to start speaking. So, basically, what I want you to know, or uh, point of the matter is that everyone has their way of evangelizing. You, for example, you have your way of evangelism. The fact that you are in church means that you know about going out to reach out for more people. Because one reason you know we are in church is because of the good things that the Lord has promised us. And maybe because of something that the Lord has taken us out from. You know, like a certain temptation. You know, something. Do, do, you, do you understand what I'm saying? Something that the Lord has done for you. Or maybe someone invited you to church one day and you felt like, Oh, I want to try it out to see what it's like. Do you get it? So there are some people like that. They want to just try it out to see what it's actually like. Do you get what I'm saying? Yes. So when you come into church, number one, or in fact that's number two, you are expected to know what evangelism is. And I explained this on Alo's church service the other day that evangelism is going out to reach out to people, to make friends with them, and then make them permanent members of the kingdom of God, which then calls them into righteousness. Amen. So everyone has their way of evangelism. Especially when you are in a department. For example, if you are in the music department, you may have your way of evangelism. Some people, when they come into the ministry, they are so interested in singing. Listen, you can call them to the moon. They will come to sing. You can call certain people to the moon, they will come and sing. You can call certain people to the moon, they will come and sing for you. No matter where it is located, it's located on the moon, they will come and sing for you. Yeah. So there are some very invested people in the things of God. Especially when it comes to singing or those departments. Fire, protocol. I mean every department. You name it. What do you have in your church? Is it cell ministry? Is it leadership? Which one is it? Everyone has their way of evangelism. So depending on your department, I'm saying that depending on your department in the ministry, is where you actually make up or you go for more souls. Do you get it? So if you are not in a department in the ministry, I want you to look for one. What does your heart really follow in the ministry? That when you see it, you are just excited and you are ready for it. 
what is that thing? That is basically your department. If there is something like that, or there is something similar to that, or there is even nothing like that, you can even talk to your pastor to create such a department for you. And that is where your job comes in. If it happens that you are creating a department, and you are the head of that department, it's your job to find what? Technical team members. It's your job to find members, invested members or serious people for that department. Because you know how seriously you take the thing. So you want people like you. That's the same way Jesus Christ is. He wants people who are serious, who are ready to believe in him. When he says this, it is this. When he says that, it is that. Yes. That's the type of people Jesus Christ wants. He doesn't want people whereby when they uh, come to church school, they'll be like, I'm tired. Today, I feel like drinking beer, so I don't go to church. Today, I feel like drinking beer, so I don't go to church. In fact, today, I'm flying in the air, so I don't go to church. I'm too busy. The air is lifting me, so I don't go to church. I mean, people, <laughs> people create a whole lot of wonderful excuses when they don't want to come to church. Someone can say, my soap is finished. I, can't, I, I, don't, I, I don't go out without bathroom. You know the soap is lying there? It's supposed to be my stupid finish. And that's where your investment comes out. That is where your investment comes out. So number three, I'm moving on. I don't know how many points I'm making, but in as much as I mean, I'm keeping, I'm preaching for the next, how many minutes do I have left? It's now 29 minutes. 30 minutes more on 20 making fault. Now I don't preach less than 30 minutes. That's not me. That was the old ministry. Or that was the old ministry. I preach for long now because I feel like you need to really understand what I'm saying. So number three, evangelism comes with investment or finance. I hope you are here. Evangelism comes with investments or finance. Evangelism comes with investment of finance. How many believe that? How many believe what I'm saying that evangelism comes with investment of finance? At times, if you want to invite a soul to church and you really want them to come, one thing you, you do or one way you get them to church is to say that I'll pay for your transport. <laughs> the meaning that the person is just putting in the effort of dressing up, which they practically do every morning. They, they are just putting the effort of dressing up and then going out to church. Do you get it? So, you have to put all your investment in it. At times, you have to pay for transport. Even, see, when you go to Lighthouse, the, um, that you are not church, and you go to the Budesh, I went there the other day, and they brought me from Kanishi back here. I went there and they brought me back. They were the ones who brought me back. And these were not being done by the church. They are being done by the Basenta leaders. Which is it's like, like cells in Christ Embassy or groups. It's like groups where they form you know, small churches. Micro churches. Small, small churches. Do you get it? It's like groups where they form small churches. You know, just to form it up. Because they believe that the church grows to a certain extent. 
where the pastors feel that it is indeed time for an expansion. So they just go and then they tell this leader or they announce it that there are percentages now available. So if you want to lead a group, if you want to start a group of preaching, of teaching, here is the chance to go and do it. So they give you that chance. That's where we also come in as percentage leaders. And then I'm not a lighthouse member, so I'm just being picturing something for you. So that's where the percentage leader comes in, maybe as myself, and then you have to look for ways to bring people to church. Because now you've been given a mini church, and now it is coming to connect to the main church. Do you get it? So you have to make sure that your mini church is growing, then you take them to the main church to see why you even came to church in the first place. And with these kind of things, with ministry work, it comes with a lot of investments. You can't do ministry work without investing in the people. If you don't invest in them, then I don't know I don't know how they are going to come. So I don't know how they are going to come. But eventually, at some point in time, you have to invest in it. This ministry in particular, we invest a lot. Especially when it comes to the online ministry. We invest a lot, especially when it comes to the online ministry. How do you think five hour services, four hours, three hours, two hours, an hour, maybe 30 minutes, 44 minutes, how do you think all those services come to be? They come to be because we are investing in them. That is why we encourage you as well that as we are also investing, it is like a sacrifice. Because by this investment that we are making, what really happens is that at the end of the day, we are actually making a sacrifice to God. Evangelism is a sacrifice. That's one thing I want to make you understand today. That if you are embarking on evangelism, it's really a sacrifice. If you are embarking on evangelism, it's really a sacrifice. Praise the Lord. If you are embarking on evangelism, it's really a sacrifice because example, let's look at a pastor who wants to start a church. They will drag from wherever to wherever. They will, when, if you don't understand trek, it means work. So they will use legendary bands to go from one place to another. They will go and find venues for their meetings. And they will do a lot of things. So, 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 so many things. Do you understand what I'm saying? So it's a sacrifice. Pastors sacrifice a lot. The lives that we use in the church, the screens. I'm, some churches, they have screens today. And if you know the amount of power those screens take, Praise the Lord. If you know the amount of power those things suck up in, by one thing it will go in, 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 not even a millisecond will come. So if you are not ready to invest, that's number four. If you are not ready to invest in evangelism, then you cannot be an evangelist. If you are not ready to invest in evangelism, then you cannot be an evangelist. Do you know um, whenever you talk to God, you are serving the office of an evangelist. 
Maybe if you encourage the person, for example, maybe on a Sunday morning you meet a certain friend somewhere and you talk to them. Maybe you are on your way to church, but they are on their way home from buying something. Believe me, that happens a lot. Sundays is where people like to cook, stay home. And you see them, you say, oh, how are you? How are you doing? Why, why aren't you going to church? Then you encourage them, go to church, go to church. And they actually go, you have you serve the office of an evangelist. So everyone starts from the stage of an evangelist. And we all serve the office of an evangelist. What I'm doing now, I'm evangelizing because I'm preaching to you about why we should also go and do the same thing. So you have to be conscious of what you are, what you are doing, and why you are doing it. Or else why will you do it in the first place? You won't do it. You won't do it. Do you understand? I've only used one scripture to talk right now. Just one. And I'm giving you four points. Next point, number five. Number five. With evangelism comes authority. With evangelism comes authority. Now, do you know that when you go on evangelism, right? When you go on evangelism and you are out there, you are preaching to people, you exercise a certain authority. Or you grow it. And that is uh, spiritual authority. The fact that you go out... See, I told you that evangelism is a very powerful tool. Last year in the month of August, I declared that month as the month of evangelism. If you remember quite clearly, I uh, declared that month as the month of evangelism. During your process, I'll be you. So... Um, moving on, when we did that, that month, I, was it August? Yes, it was August. That month, when I finished declaring it, we had a series of Healing Jesus Nations campaigns. So we were, we were meant to go on campaigns to evangelize online and both uh, on site. That was what we were meant to do. Now, I think, usually today, um, I don't know, but healing streams happens from the month of July. July and I think October. Yes. And March. So March, July, and then October. It's three times. So July entering into August was a... Uh, uh, was the time that I declared that August was a month of evangelism. So in July, we prepared. And I think I was having a meeting. Because of this thing that I declared, the devil came for me, but I didn't see it on time. I declared this thing and I said, okay, so what I'm going to do now is that I'm going to go for an outreach for the healing streams. So I invited people they came to watch the history, so streamed the whole thing to the end. Now, someone went to the washroom and then was coming back. So I was going to help the person with the door because we were understaffed here. I was going to help the person with the door because the La Marina Church uh, people were not around to help. I was going to help someone with the door. And because of when the TV was mounted and we were watching the thing, and how surprisingly it was perfect timing. 
immediately we finished the healing street and then pastor went up and they were singing they were almost dancing after they were dancing in funny enough when i went to help the person the person opened the door with a sort of force so as i opened it she had already opened it with some force so therefore the windows were closed all the windows were closed and we were watching so he pushed the tv down he brought a certain air or he pushed a certain air into the atmosphere and he brought the tv down yes so that is why we've not been using screens for the past like you know screens here is nothing we use waterfalls every time clouds and whatever if you like go and check out see i'll bring your mouth i can show you some <laughs> anyways so during your laverina specials and other stuff like that, in the month of july we're using the screen so when that happened i was like wow because it was the laptop at first because the laptop screen was broken therefore i was using the uh, tv as the main monitor so when also that broke my phone was i think already sponsored was it yes somewhere from last year october i think i've told you this before somewhere from last year october so this uh year that was june 2022 i've not had a phone to call my own <laughs> so all the services that we've been having they were sacrificed i had to sacrifice to bring some of the services online just because of your good and at times it it, it, it hurts or it pays to know that sometimes your sacrifices are just worthless sometimes your sacrifices are just worthless it depends that's how some people make it through. but one thing with evangelism point six with evangelism comes perseverance you persevere persevere well, and what 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 do i mean by perseverance i mean that go out and don't stop doing what you are doing because it's actually having an effect on somebody you may never know but it's maybe having an effect on somebody somewhere when maybe you go a certificate outside you preach the word maybe you gather a few friends you meet with them you talk to them about god not even less than 15 minutes maybe don't stop maybe it may seem like when you are sitting down talking to them it's like they they, they are not interested in what you are saying but don't stop don't stop that is one thing i want to encourage you to don't stop doing it don't stop don't stop don't stop continue doing it continue doing it continue evangelizing continue calling them because one day you may that those small people that you are calling to meet for with you at that place may become a big change it may become a center. It may become a replacement even for the independence way. Listen, when it comes to evangelism, natural thinking is out of the picture. That's point seven. I'm that. That's point seven. I'm close. I'm giving you all the seven points. I'm just. I don't know if I rush through, but I feel like I've not emphasized on most of them. But that's point seven. With evangelism, as I'm preaching, I'm just giving you the points. So if we go to point eight, point ten, whichever one, uh, that's point seven. With evangelism, 
the natural thinking or the natural picture is out of the mind. We work with the supernatural. So when you are evangelized, that's point seven. Or when you are invested in evangelism, the supernatural thinking takes place. When you are invested in evangelism, the supernatural type of thinking, it takes place. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? It takes place. The supernatural type of thinking takes place. So you don't think beyond, like, you don't think limited to what you are seeing. No, you are thinking beyond. You are thinking beyond. You are thinking beyond. You are thinking that, oh, I can do this thing. By the power of the Holy Ghost. You know, by believing that you can access um, so many people. By believing that you can access so many people and gather so many people in a hall at a certain moment in time, what happens is that it actually comes to you because you are prophesying. You understand? You are declaring the fact that evangelism is working. In other words, you are going to get more souls to come to church. You are going to build a church. You are going to build it in the right way, in the right truth, and in the right knowledge of God. That is how we build a church. We don't build a church by just sitting there and conforming to three or four people. No. We go out and then we begin to speak. We begin to prophesy. Yes. That is evangelism. We think beyond the natural. So, see, have you seen the new ICGC Christ Temple at Chadu? If you see that place, it's big. It's like Independence when They were having their um, events. Uh, what's they called? Greater Works. It's one popular event that they've been having. Every time you see the signboards around, when it's time for Greater Works, there are only some, It's coming down. That's the, the, the song that they use. Greater Works. Greater works. And when they are having that event there, you see the signboards around there. Last time, one of the uh, pastors that I know from there, my pastor said personally, sent me um, a link to the Greater Works. And I was watching, I think, was it the last day or so? I was watching the last day, and then, hey, when I saw the church, I was shocked. Because if you see the room, and you see the space that is outside of the room, eh, where they are sitting, and if you, hey, Come on. People think beyond the supernatural. Meaning that Pastor Mensa Otabil thought beyond the supernatural and built that church. You think he just got up and then he said, okay, I'm going to build whatever. No! He thought about it and he knew that that is what he was going to do. He thought beyond the supernatural because he's invested in actually winning souls. He's invested in containing them in the ministry. To keep them there, to keep them excited. Oh yes. So that is why he built such a big church. So when they showed the outside um, forecast, when they um, built the outside forecast of the uh, sorry, when they showed us the outside forecast, I was like, what? Are they at the Independence Square or something? And someone told me that no, that's the independent school, that's the new church. And I was like, You are joking. I said, What? They said, Usually, when you go to Greater Works, 
Those who are part of protocol, even it takes them like 30 minutes before they can get out of the church. 30 minutes to get out of the church. Out of the church, or not out of the area, out of the church. Because now people are driving their cars, they are parking chairs, they are parking screen, they are parking speakers. And those things, it, it just makes, it just gives me joy. It makes me happy when I see things like that. Not the waiting in the car, car park of 30 minutes. Because they said the place is packed. So when they are leaving and you don't leave first, you sit there for 45 minutes waiting for another car to move before you also move out. And even as you are moving out, slow pace like snail, you have car that can go 50 miles per hour, but you are sitting there, slow pace. Because people are working, people are doing this, moving way, making way for people to pass. So even protocol, protocol, they live like 30 minutes out of the church. Not 30 minutes before the church closes. They wait uh, 30 minutes before they leave the car park or they actually get the space to depart from the church. Because everybody is going. Ah! Everybody is going. So at times, most people even sit there and wait for people to go home before they actually go. Because if you say you are rushing out and having time, oh, you just like waste your time. We realize that had you used that time to rest, you would have been far better off. Do, do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. So if, if protocol, it takes them 30 minutes to get out. Imagine how long it takes just a regular member to get out. Almost two hours. <laughs> it takes them almost two hours to get out of the church. Because if pastors' cars are packed and it even takes them 30 minutes, to get out. Imagine how long it will take a member who the, the car is parked there. A salon, a salon car is parked at the very corner. Who will move before? Ah, they will just sleep in their church. Or they will sleep and wake up and still find out that there are still more cars there. The person will just maneuver and go. Do you see? So it, it's beyond the supernatural. If you see the place, it's a very big place. That should show you that this man, this pastor, this evangelist is invested in winning souls. He is happy winning souls for Jesus Christ because that is his work. That is his mandate. That is what he was meant to do. When he took up the work of the pastor, when he took up the mantle of the pastor, that is what, that is what he was meant to do. He didn't say, oh, I'm just going to limit myself to this place. He went beyond. He thought beyond. And today, look at the church he has. I don't know if, I, if you can find a picture of something like that, like the new Christ temple. Because, I mean, it's... Have you seen the church? Hey! If you see the church, it's like Independence Square, but they've expanded it. It's like, uh, uh, it's, wait, I want to know something. Black Star Square and Independence Square, they both the same. They are different. Okay. But some say two is the same. I've not seen the Black Star Square before, but the Independence, I've seen it. If it's the same one, they are then fine. If it's not two, glory to, <laughs> glory to God. That one does not concern me. Praise the Lord. So it's like the Independence Square, but they've expanded the thing to another version. I was like, what? 
And if you see the way they pack them, like you see in columns, so they pack them like this: one, two, three, four in boxes, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, and eight. And it was like I think was it five of them in a row. So imagine in every box there are maybe let's say not less than ten to twenty chairs in one line in a box. So imagine twenty chairs being lined up in every box. Just imagine that it's not amazing. So when it comes to evangelism, you really don't think about what's going to happen. You are thinking of the supernatural. You are thinking of God. That how will the people be impacted? You are thinking of God. Oh, glory to God. Are you not excited? So will you invest yourself in evangelism today? Will you do it? Invest yourself. If it is if all the more that I said now, nothing entered your ears. One thing that I want you to do, if anything, invest yourself in evangelism. Go into ministry. You're going to be there. You're going against God because it's part of your mandate. It's part of what the Christian should do. Who has to come to Christianity if you don't? <laughs> if you don't want to evangelize, if you don't want to talk to people, be there. It's personally your choice. Yes. Personally, your choice. So make sure at this moment in time to invest yourself in evangelism. Hey, I passed my limit. Thank you, Pete. It's fifty-two minutes now. Wow. How many enjoyed the message? I finalized Christian mission. So next time we will start with another message. We will start with another message. Stand to your feet and speak in tongues wherever you are. Begin to declare that the word of God is manifesting in your life. It's making changes. It's transforming your life in every way. Begin to pray right now. Begin to pray. Begin to pray. Father, thank you for all the people. Thank you for all the people that are going to invest themselves in evangelism today. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We bless your holy name. We give you all the glory and all the praise in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the Living God. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's message. This message was brought to you by Pagoa Energy Ministries, the Love Arena Church, Love Arena Media Productions and love arena music did you enjoy today's message do you want to hear more of the word of god simply search for quicko energy love arena on any one of these audio podcast platforms spotify anchor and google podcast you can also search for quicko energy on facebook youtube instagram and twitter god bless you and see you another time 
for another wonderful message ministration by Quaker Hennigan.